Welcome back to another cringe-filled episode of the Burning Eaten Podcast. I am Baff, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. And I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. Uh, you know, we should really change that to cream-filled episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm guessing things went well for you. Well, my legs are jello, and let's just say I now know what it's like being a cream-filled donut. Oh, God. fantastic song i love it <laughs> but does that mean if someone hugs you yes yes oh. it does think about the next time you hug me guess who isn't getting hugged in april um before we introduce our guest uh we want to let you know that we do have a patreon if you like what we do if you want to support us we like what we do. I don't know about uh, you. All five of you watching us right now. Um, we, <laughs> as you see, we have different tiers. If you want to start three, three bucks a month, fantastic. But things start getting spicy over here at six dollars and sixty-six cents a month. But look at this, twenty dollars. You start getting some perks. Be a blasphemer, 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 blasphemer. <laughs> And then we have a diabolical level. So you go to patreon.com slash burning eating 666 if you want to if you want to just stick join the, in the money fun. in my bra. I mean, that that would work best, actually. I will do shady things for money. Mm. Uh, on today's Say, episode. Wait, shitty or shady? Uh, on today's <laughs> episode, we have the pleasure <laughs> of speaking with the amazing Andrew Pledger. What's up? <laughs> Hello. Hey. I'm, I'm I, I can't be on this show anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Damn, that's right. a new record. That's a new fucking record. <laughs> Damn. Hey. Sir, you signed the agreement and it was clause number five, part B. Minimum five minutes. Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> you accept the regret and you accept... <laughs> possibility of getting your account banned oh no so you can't back out right now you have to wait four oh, more minutes four more minutes okay, got you no no i'm here for the four <laughs> yes. this is gonna be fun we're gonna love this so what brought you here that do you not have anything better to do with your life so? <laughs> this is charity okay this is charity <laughs> <laughs> god damn he had an opening in his schedule it was like Oh, I guess I can. Gotta help the needy, I guess. <laughs> I guess I can play D&D another time. Just kidding. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> well, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the shit show. Yes. Welcome, of welcome. course. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for this opportunity. Yeah. Fantastic. However, before we start, <laughs> Mel, do you know what time it is? <sighs> I need more. Uh, no. What? Wait, what is it? It's what? dark for. <laughs> yeah, so the Bible verse that I chose, Ooh. I think is, like y'all said earlier, it's perfectly themed <laughs> for this. <laughs> and so, like you said earlier, but it's <laughs> Genesis 38, 
9 through 10 and okay. it says but but Onan knew that the offspring would not be his so whenever he lay with his brother's wife he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from producing offspring for his brother what he did was wicked in the lord's sight so he put him to death also mm. okay i love that it's my ah. favorite <laughs> Second best to the donkey emissions, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, the shittiest way to die. L- like legit, like yeah. what? God damn it! Talk about regret. Well, you. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know today's lesson of the day, kids. <laughs> Get a hysterectomy. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) It's okay to shag your dead brother's wife. It's fine. It's fine. I wonder how. I wonder how long he had to enjoy the effects of it before a guy killed him. Like, I think he was instantaneous. Oh man! Like, Like, talk about postnut clarity. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) Thou shall not come outside the puss. Dead. You did not just say Especially that. your dead brother's wife. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> well, no, no. Your dead brother's wife's pussy. There we go. You, you pause for a second. You're like, oh, I don't Sorry. Know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm foreign. You can't keep using that. Like, <laughs> we are like past that. We get it. We get it. You're foreign. <laughs> <laughs> Bueno, pues, gracias. I hate it here. Anyway. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> anyway, um, we would love to get to know you a little bit better. Um, can you give us um, some of your, your basically your religious uh, mm. uh, experiences on the road to where you are today? Mm, yes. Yeah, so... For people who don't know me, my name is Andrew Pledger, and I grew up in the independent fundamental Baptist cult, and mm. I was homeschooled K through 12, so my entire life, and I was homeschooled for the purpose of being indoctrinated into fundamentalist Christianity, and really Ish. specifically into the IFB, and when I got older, I realized that I was gay. So mm-hmm. that's a horrible, awful <laughs> realization to come to in that environment where you're constantly hearing really hateful and violent speech about the LGBTQI plus community all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really, I bought into it. I mean, there were Christians come in my you know dms and comments you were never really a true christian of, of course. course of course yep yep <laughs> and i was oh. like and i'm like god damn it like i was so <laughs> dedicated and I, like, I genuinely did believe it i believed i actually had a relationship with jesus christ himself <laughs> for a while and you know i read my bible prayed every day and but because of that high control and fear based environment you know they they liked they talked about a god of love but they preached a god of hate <laughs> and, yes yep, yep. <laughs> i just and, googled uh, that church that you mentioned mm. and the first thing that comes up is that preacher dude that is on tiktok um 
Eric. And I'm sure you've seen him somewhere. Oh, oh. no. Oh, the new. Then this is the uh, oh, the new the independent. One. This is the new independent oh. fundamental Baptist movement. Never mind. And branded. Oh. But is it close heard, though in the rhetoric? The rhetoric and it, the message. It is. It's the same. Okay. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it's disgusting. This, the guy who started the new independent fundamental Baptist movement, he. He's like, let's keep it as extreme as possible. Like, let's go back, basically. So it's oh. not like, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they're trying to actually be better, maybe. No, they're trying to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, like border, borderline, like a hate group at this point. Mm, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And so growing up in this, <clears throat> like I said, I believed it. I was indoctrinated into it. So ironically what really saved me from this group was my sexuality because my experiences didn't match what they taught about sexuality so that that caused a lot of cognitive dissonance so i was really Mm -hmm. forced to question like oh my experience isn't matching what they're talking about and what i personally believe something is going on here Mm -hmm. and as i got older and came to that realization um i had a lot of mental health struggles like a anxiety um severe depression and really ocd tendencies Mm. really i think from that environment because it's very rule-based and i think my family genetics interfered like all these terrible things intersected and made that experience so terrible (laughs) (laughs) and so you know like having ocd tendencies being gay in a strict (laughs) um but the middle is cult like all these not a, things not together. a fun time <laughs> not, not a fun time at all and so really i didn't know it i was struggling with religious trauma a, a lot in my teen years and just got to the just became very suicidal mm-hmm. and i wasn't i think it was around 16 years old i tried to get my parents to take me to the doctor to get on antidepressants they would not let me they were just like, oh, just read your Bible and pray. Like, yeah. you just need to get closer to Jesus. Or you're just sinning or this oh, is Satan attacking. No, so a lot of spiritual bypassing to diminish what was really going on. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I mean, it was just so frustrating because in my late teen years, I'm like, internally, I, I could admit to myself, I hate the IFB. Like, this is mm-hmm. such a fucking terrible environment. I want to leave this. At that point, I was like still a Christian, but I was like, oh, like I'll just find um, a more progressive. Mm-hmm. But as I continue questioning and going on my deconstruction journey, and I ended up at Bob Jones University after I graduated high school. Bob Jones? Yes, Bob okay. Jones University. And so for okay. people who are not familiar, so like this college was started in the 1920s. Oh, oh shit. And it started as a reaction against modernism. And really, Bob Jones and the IFB are highly intertwined Mm -hmm. because the IFB also started as a reaction to modernism. So the IFB started from normal Baptist denominations, back in those times at least. Mm -hmm. And there were more fringe and more extreme members in that group that are like, no, they're, they're not strict enough. They are accepting this evidence 
of evolution <laughs> and different things. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> and so <sighs> we need to form our own churches to hide our congregation away from the world, away from outside information, away from people who think differently like us, even other Christians. So very, very, very culty. I mean, it is a cult. And, right. and it was the purpose of, okay, let's continue, you know, the indoctrination through generations and generations, just, you know, having Christian schools or homeschooling your children. And Bob Jones was one of those places that did that. Bob Jones has schooling like K through 12, mm -hmm. all the way through college. Oh, wow. Shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting because I was never a part of that world until I got to college because that was one of the few options that I was allowed to go to college for. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So after homeschooling, the control was not going to stop. And so a lot of people are like, oh, you, you know, you're gay and you went to Bob Jones University. Like, that's your fault. And what people don't realize is that a lot of us queer people who end up in these conservative or fundamentalist Christian colleges is that we're put in a double bind, which means we're given two options between things that are neither one are desirable. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so there's no, there's not like each option is so fucking shitty. So it's like, <laughs> which option is less shitty? Right. Like, what are the options? Uh, for me, it was either stay at home with my parents in the IFB or go to a fundamentalist Christian college. Oh, I see. Oh, great. So the choice. <laughs> Shitty ass choices, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so for me, I was like, I need to break away from this controlling environment. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm jumping into another controlling environment, <laughs> but I didn't have my parents watching my every move. Right, knowing right. everything that I do or restricting my devices or access to information. So I was like, okay, so this is shitty, but I can maybe start to try to develop life skills because mm -hmm. that's something else I sadly see so much of people in these environments. We are stopped from really like our human development is so stifled yep. and it, ke it yeah. keeps us so dependent on that group. It makes it so much harder to leave. Like you go out into the world and the real world and not, not in the negative sense that they use, but outside the group and you feel like such a freak, you feel so worthless and you're like, Oh, like I'm sitting, you know, like, cause you were so indoctrinated. Right. You don't know how to function outside of that. And it's really, really difficult. And I, long story short, I ended up getting expelled from Bob Jones University. <laughs> my <Yeah. school. laughs> Thank you. Fuck yes. Now, is that a yeah. good thing? Was that a good thing for you mm. at that time? I know right now we can look back, but yeah, when um, it happened, how did you feel when, about that? When it happened, there were so many mixed emotions. The majority that I was feeling i was like i was relieved mm -hmm. and when it happened i just felt this weight lifted like off of my body like something that i felt i was like oh my gosh like i feel like i could just breathe easier and <laughs> i was like whoo mm. like because i knew at that point that i never have to be in this ever again mm. <laughs> and why did they expel you for your sexuality yeah so 
It's interesting. So I was expelled for an interview I did with the author Joshua Harris. And for people who don't know, he wrote the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. It was really big in evangelicalism. It really pushed purity culture. Mm. And um, and the reason I, I interviewed him is because he publicly deconverted from Christianity. Oh. And, re- and he renounced his book that he wrote oh, that affected purity culture. No way. And he became kind of this figure in the deconstruction community. And he was giving other survivors an opportunity to share their stories on his Instagram live. So he would do, I think he called it every story matters. It was kind of okay. his own Instagram live show. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we talked about this before, but uh, before the recording, but for people who don't know, I made a photo art series at Bob Jones university and it went through my really, my internal emotions and like journey of going through religious trauma and coming to the discovery of the effects of toxic religion on my life and eventually in the end leaving that environment and going on a path of healing and so i went on his show to talk about it and it was my last semester at bob jones Mm -hmm. and in it you know i was really honest and authentic and open about my story my sexuality and the trauma that i went through in that background and how i made this series to help me on my healing journey and also publicly announcing that i left that environment Mm-hmm. and saying that, yeah, I still go to Bob Jones University, I'm gay, and in the cl- well, not in the closet anymore, at least, but... <laughs> <laughs> so all these things, just as I told my story, like, for the first time, being, like, being able to do that, like, I felt so much, like, it was, like, so much shame was lifted. That just been put on me all those years. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Right. Because I was able to, like... I was I felt seen, heard, and understood for the first time. There was no one gaslighting me or spiritually ba- um, was spiritually bypassing me or shaming me or minimizing. Right. So it was the first time I could tell my story and have someone on the other side who really cared. And what ended up happening happening was a lot of people were sharing it on the Bob Jones University campus. Oh, and so geez. I was expelled because they said to me they they never brought up my sexuality when I was kicked out not once because hmm. I think they've they finally learned after expelling so many students and telling them that oh yeah you know you you identify as a part of the LGBTQIA plus community so mm-hmm. you're out and they've you know there's a lawsuit against Bob Jones University I'm sure there's more than one but there's one really? that's really popular right now but um it's basically students across the u.s have specifically five i mean i guess it's bob jones is a part of it but it's a um, suit against the department of education for giving bob jones money like Mm. you know there are a lot of private christian universities who through loopholes are able to take government money like taxpayers money and there's a you know there's a battle to stop this it's like you know if they want to discriminate fine do it with their own goddamn money but don't do it with the taxpayers money yep and so yes and so but they still get that money and so they didn't they didn't want bad press so that's why Mm. they didn't say anything about that they just said oh well you're not a christian so you're expelled from the university and 
you have a couple of days to get everything off of campus. And what I didn't mention earlier is that while I was at Bob Jones, I was able to connect with people outside of that college and find connections to people who cared. Mm -hmm. And I was able to move in with a family I had met and I've been oh, with shit. them since as I'm rebuilding my life now. Since Whoa. I'm in therapy and cult recovery, religion recovery myself and healing from the gotcha. trauma. So How long ago was this for you? Uh... Ooh, this was a, um, a little over a year ago. It was oh, January of 2022. Yeah. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's well, congratulations, yes. dude. Thank you. It's <laughs> a lot has happened in the past year. <laughs> You've been but... busy. <laughs> yes. I... Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Well, thanks for compressing your story to 15 minutes. God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> no. Just for me, kidding. like <laughs> that was that was my intro. Like, ah, sorry. Yeah, that, I'm just that beginning. My, <laughs> that's just my intro. So we can no, dig into the, the specifics of whatever y'all want to. Uh when when did you do the arts the the photo series, the art photo series? Was it like a year ago? I started creating the photo art series in September of 2022, and I finished oh. it in December. Sorry, oh, wait. Shit. No, sorry, September 2021, and mm -hmm. and it was done with it December 2021, and then I published it in January 2022. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. So uh, while he was talking, for those who are listening and not actually watching the YouTube, right. shame on you. Because you could be here in the YouTubes, the YouTubes watching the actual photos that he's talking about that I'm They're displaying. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to show them again because that, that's fucking yeah. awesome. You, you are an artist. Yes. And so can, can you good... like, like explain yeah. your, your thought mm. process with these? Yes. So this photo really personally for me represented how I was locked away in this religious environment and i had nothing else to depend on except religion and so this person they're on their bed and you can barely see a little cross and like they're praying to it mm. and they're locked away because they don't know what else to do so they're very I trapped that you did it through um a keyhole. A keyhole. yeah that is so good Okay, so the keep next going. one. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, then yeah. So the next one, this kind of I feel like represented the internal state of how I felt of just the feelings inside of me, just wanting to escape, just mm -hmm. screaming out, just wanting a release. And so I kind of showed that through these transparent arms, representing like the desperation of this person, just trying to get a release of like what is internally going on and again like this is like a closer shot of them um praying to this cross and um they have a key that is around i just noticed that. like that i just noticed that that's amazing i got goosebumps like the key is there the whole time <laughs> the right the whole time right yes uh, the key I, I i put it throughout this series is always around this person to me it represents autonomy mm. and like yes. the freedom and so in the end of this series, and we'll, we can keep going through the photos, but the person yeah, realized, yes. they didn't realize they had the choice or the freedom to leave. Right. And when they finally realize that and find yeah. the resources to leave, they leave in the end. What about the cracked walls? Is that, what is that? Yeah, I think to me, 
the the cracked walls in a sense represented um just how depressing that environment is mm -hmm. but also cracking because the worldview is cracking or falling apart <laughs> there you go and oh That's like this for this is this is a really cool. hard hard one for me to do because as i struggled with depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation mm -hmm. i was always told like oh just read your bible and pray and oh. You know, when you believe that there are demonic spirits, uh, spirits attacking you, I think it makes it so much worse. It makes it so much more scary. And there's so much more. There's so much shame on that. Like you failed in some way. So it's your fault. So you have to do these religious rituals to make it go away. So yeah. this represented this just awful feeling and emotional state of like struggling with mental health and believing that it is a demonic attack and trying to fight it fight the spiritual warfare in quotes yeah um, in that sense and it's like a vicious cycle of you mm -hmm. gaslighting yourself not trusting mm -hmm. yourself yep. mm -hmm. and therefore you're failing but you're mm -hmm. failing because you are not doing mm. enough i guess no. right mm. yes exactly so fucking disgusting mm. um oh okay and then this one oh wow you're like escaping mm. the body this yeah so this is my internal experience of disassociating mm -hmm. and that was a common trauma response for me was as you can see this person they're pretty much they look pretty lifeless mm -hmm. and i would get at that point where i would just like mentally not be there anymore and like a part of me just left to really cope with being and dealing with that trauma and so this is showing the experience of that how that part of me is just not present and is outside and i'm there trying to cope with that trauma right this is so fucking awesome mm, yeah very, so, very powerful images here yes yeah, so I think I, I wish I would have had that mask on during the whole series, but mm. whatever. But this kind of represented this person taking off the mask or the identity that really the, the cult forced upon me and realizing that, oh my gosh, no idea who I was. <laughs> they stole that from me. Mm -hmm, right. So yeah. this represented that moment of just confusion, of just not knowing who you are. And because of that, it really keeps you dependent on cults when, because they give you an identity. And when you don't know who you are, you really, you can't make your own decisions outside of that worldview. Right. Yep. And for those not familiar with the BITE model, right? The B-I-T-E, mm -hmm. behavior, information, yeah. thought, and emotional control. Mm -hmm. Um it's pretty much what that is. They're, they they forge they they forge and force an identity on you. How to mm -hmm. behave, how to think, how to mm -hmm. how to dress. Yep. Mm. Yes. Oh wow. So this one for me was just expressed the inner like turmoil and like the frustration of putting back on this identity mm. and it just not working. And just mm -hmm. being so frustrated of, of not fitting into this binary system that I was never meant to fit into or be a part of, really. And just and also to me, like, um, it's like kind of in a sense splitting of the personalities. I feel like in a sense, too, 
because um, that that was a mental health issue for me, which I talk about it in some interviews, not every single one. I have talked mm -hmm. about it in some, but um, there was a point where there was so much internalized homophobia. So, mm -hmm. you know, I hated myself so much right. that I could not stand the thought of being me. So another personality in a sense developed mm -hmm. in that in my mind or my mind created to deal with that trauma. And so for a long time, I was not aware. I, I really thought I was someone else and it was, mm -hmm. it was really mm -hmm. creepy and crazy of how that can happen. Wow. And that, but you know, it's, it was awful to experience that, but that helps me get through that trauma. So like I hated myself so much that I couldn't stand the thought of being me. So I had to be, someone else in a hmm. sense to survive right Oof. realization mm. so yeah, the face so... is still blurred on the mirror mm -hmm. over yes mm. yeah, so i think this one I, to me was the realization of look what they've done to me it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. Right. Look what they've done to me. And it's purposeful that I put the mirror like blocking. Well, I mean, it's not technically blocking the cross, but the person can't see the cross anymore. They're not no longer under its trance or they've looked away or explored outside of its, I guess you would say like outside of Christian ideas and started questioning it. So I feel like this is a point for me that expresses wow, look what they have really done to me and starting questioning that system. Beautiful. Fucking awesome. I love this one. This one is my favorite. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, wow. Like this to me represented like trying to undo the indoctrination, which is something I feel like I'm just going to be doing the rest of my life. But mm. to me, just all the self-hatred, the shame, and you know, this person, they're like throwing out this kind of like smoke, smoky substance, just mm -hmm. trying really represented just all the negativity right. and trauma that they put into me. So tr just starting to like get rid of that in a sense and how awful and painful it is to even begin that process. Oh, this is so good. Oh, thank you. And then this Ooh. one, that's the, the lingering uh, trauma, fear of hell, right? That kind of stuff. Mm, yes, this, I mean, fear, even though I don't believe in hell, fear of hell is something I still struggle with um, a lot. Like, oh gosh, like I, I hate it when those Christians come into my comments and DMs are like, you are going to yeah. hell. And yeah. it's just, and you know, I had a lot of nightmares about hell because the IFB, it was really graphic and they were very fear-based mm. and you are scared from a young age into you know converting to the religion or accepting the gospel because you're so afraid of burning for eternity and all the awful descriptions of demons they would tell me like i i lived in a state of hyper vigilance and so you know sleep was a struggle for me and it's it honestly still is at times but mm. Um, so this represented me sleeping, but having a nightmare of burning in hell and just the trauma of that. And so there are these demon hands that are grasping the purse and holding them down in this um, hell environment. Mm. Damn. 
then knowledge. I like how the mm. book was hidden behind the pillow the whole time, right? Yes, yes. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Oh, so at this moment, then you know, this person is reaching down over their bed, and to me, it represented seeking knowledge outside of Christianity. I was always told to go to the Bible for anything mm -hmm. or everything, and that information outside of that was false completely. So again, that information control. And when I finally, you know, started questioning and sort of seeking outside knowledge, which was still very hard for me because I had really no access to the internet until I was 17. And wow. the only loophole I had was that, you know, thank goodness, like the YouTube app, um, it was not 17 and up at the time, mm. at least. So I, did it. so I was able to access YouTube. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to explore different things so <laughs> i would and, imagine that it is a bit harder i mean compared to maybe 10 20 years ago to keep people under control i know it, it's still there of course we get it mm -hmm. but uh when mm -hmm. it comes to technology access to tiktok youtube the, the, the internet the kind of media <laughs> right yeah uh i think it's a little harder to keep that away from Especially the young mm -hmm. kids, right? The internet mm -hmm. is religion's downfall, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes, so. it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there a particular reason why it was behind the bed or behind the pillow? Um, I, I think for me, it was like location because I tried to keep the location just in this corner of this room okay. to tell this story. So right. that's why I put it there. And like, I, I try to have the environment kind of like, bluish and gray and like i love yeah. i love the yellow of the book so how it stands out the contrast. right yep. oh, it's mm -hmm. perfect this is amazing and then mm. enlightenment Ooh. yes so there's in, a in drawing of the key and a keyhole mm -hmm. so this person you know they did they didn't know they had a key on their neck the whole time of this series as they're locked in this room and so they see the key and the keyhole and they're understanding oh my gosh, like I can actually escape this mm -hmm. environment mm -hmm. because, and this represented me accessing different knowledge or accessing knowledge and understanding and taking the steps to realize, okay, like I can leave. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in your, in your situation, what were some mediums of knowledge that helped you escape? You know, yeah. I think, for me, the while I was at Bob Jones University, one of the hardest realizations that I came to was I conformed to all of this and believed all of this to be loved and accepted because that was the only way. And that was a really hard realization and realizing that this is really harming me. So starting to explore okay, I'm told this is supposed to make my life better, but it's not. <laughs> so why? <laughs> why? <laughs> Into the specifics. So right. for me, I was always told to be wary of psychology. Stay away from psychology. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because now I'm, I'm headed on a path to becoming a therapist. So fuck them. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's fucking right. That's fucking awesome. Um, so when I truly began, I really, for me, it was like finding the term religious trauma 
uh-huh. and and understanding. Oh my gosh! Like all the trauma that this environment has caused from all the from all the control, from all the hateful messages, from all the like hindrance of intellectual and emotional psychological development, hmm. all the harm this has caused. And realizing that, oh my gosh, I'm in an abusive environment. I need to leave. <laughs> and you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> for some people, they might, from the outside looking in, they're like, duh, no shit, it was abusive. But when that's all you know, right? it's so normal to you. Right. And, and it's so sad how abuse can be so normalized in these environments. <sighs> mm-hmm. So then this person is like seeing the instructions Ooh. that the key actually goes in the keyhole. And I've had the key this whole time. Yes. And so this is where the the wall behind them is cracking a lot more. So which the you know the wall can this restricted wall in this area represented like the Christian or or fundamentalist Christian worldview. And it's starting to Mm -hmm. fall apart as they dug into more knowledge. And for me, what completely destroyed the fundamentalist Christian approach, the very literal was finding all the contradictions in the bible <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, uh-huh. those are fun <laughs> wait so, are you saying that if you read the bible you're more likely to become uh wait a what? minute wait a damn minute <laughs> i mean i honestly like i i did not critically read the bible until i started deconstructing like before it was like ooh, let's read the bible in a year like <laughs> let's quickly read all of this as fast as possible and not question it and yeah. let's just Oh yeah, God killed all these people and told them to have these women to rape. Oh okay, yeah, that's okay. Cool. Let's not question that. It's totally okay. Yeah. God. So for oh. me, it was like critically like mm-hmm. questioning fundamental Christianity and destroying all of really the fundamentals of Christianity one by one. What I- was one of the major contradictions that you can recall that really made Ooh. you raise an eyebrow and you were like, "Wait a damn minute." Um, the, the two creation stories. Oh, there uh, you go. Nope. You opened the first chapter. <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, sentence so early. in the first chapter. Like. <laughs> and I, I felt really stupid because I had never noticed it before. But again, that indoctrination of like not questioning, not critically right. thinking, just accepting. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like, I can't remember the verses, but there's a verse in the Bible that says, no one has seen the face of God. But mm-hmm. then there's another verse where this right. person does see the face of God. They're yep. like, I see the face of God. And I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so, yes. Huh. Mm. <laughs> oh, now we're inserting the key into the keyhole. It's yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the person, they are putting the key in the keyhole. And, the, you know, this is the end of the photo series, but what I emphasize, especially in the caption on Instagram, is that this is not the end of this person's journey. Right. This is this is just the beginning. The beginning. This is their the beginning of healing, really. Like you cannot heal from religious trauma or hear from heal from a cult until you actually leave it. Yes. And so for me, leaving, that was when the healing was really going to begin and dealing with all the fucking bullshit that was just put inside of me and done to me fantastic yes. job okay. man is is that like a, a, an actual book 
Because I think that should be an actual like physical book people can look through. Because I, <laughs> I personally would fucking buy one. That <gasps> Thank was, you. Like a photo book. Like, like, a, like, like a photo book. Like, like, look, read, look at these pictures. <laughs> Tell me what you see. You know, like. Ugh. Yeah, it is currently not yet in book form. Okay. But I am considering putting it in my memoir, which I'm currently working on. Hell yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I think that's what I'll put it in for people who want to see it in physical form. Yes. I love it. It's very, very powerful. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing that. That's... Yes. Thank you for going through that with us. Of course. <laughs> I know it wasn't funny, but whatever. No, no. Like, that's fucking beautiful. This is the Thanks. Burn Eden podcast. We burn Eden. Literally. <laughs> whether it's funny or whether it's serious. We heal. We heal. Together. We heal through the yeah. fire of the mm. of the trash can fire. Uh, yes, the dumpster uh, fire. <laughs> so now when it comes to your deconstruction process, um, I don't know. Was there anything in particular that you want to share about that? Um, what steps you took? I know. Ooh. I know you just went through all that, but no. I mean, no. It's but deconstruction is one of the actual steps, not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, most definitely. So for me, it was a very, very slow process mm. and a very painful process because you are given a false sense of certainty in this environment. Right. You are given the formula. You know, this is the answer for life. This is the answer to happiness. This is the answer for eternal salvation. And we have to spread this all around the world. This is your purpose. This is your group of people to be around. You know where you're going, where you're going to die. You know, you don't have, we don't want you to have dreams or ambitions or desire to do things for yourself. Right, right. (laughs) So we're going to give you the life that we tell you that you're going to have. And for me, I think having that in a sense, yes, that certainty was nice and to a certain point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm an individual. I'm not a robot to be programmed. And yep. it's such a binary system. Mm-hmm. You have to be a very specific, like really like <laughs> white, <laughs> gender, straight. Yeah. Yep. Very <laughs> much. Yeah. <laughs> to really, and you know, extremely conservative right wing, mm-hmm to be in that environment and it it has its roots in you know nationalism nationalism christian nationalism white supremacy um all these like supremacist systems are rooted in Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. because really it it's been incredible and to learn so much about cults since leaving the cult (laughs) (sighs) Um, because a lot of people don't do that and ginger duggar for example but anyways (laughs) (laughs) oh i know like i I think i just opened up a can of worms because um (laughs) oof because you know ginger duggar she just released her her book oh really becoming free indeed she's free i don't so I know. So she's she left the I, IBLP, and she's now at John Myth MacArthur's church. So she's free. Oh, <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> like, and she she can wear pants now. She's free, y'all. <laughs> y'all, they got pockets now. They're free. Like, 
God. And so it's it's so important to do that work of like you mentioned earlier, exploring the bite model. And it's not just going to protect you from high control groups, but it'll protect you from high control relationships, one-on-one relationships too. And it will help you see the red flags in these environments so that you will not be indoctrinated again, because it's very common to cult hop. And so Mm -hmm. as I'm in this environment and like deconstructing, I mean, I think, honestly, the bite model, it's pretty new, isn't it? It didn't come out till 2021, right? Or Correct. Wow, a, yeah. So, mm, it says 2021. So, yeah, yeah. 2021, oh, so that's just, that's so crazy to me. But before the bite model, um, I think Stephen Hassan, he used Lipton's criteria for thought reform. Okay. Bas- he based it on this, but I think he simplified his eight criteria um, right. so people could understand and see these specific categories um but you know when you're in a cult you have no idea that you're in it mm-hmm. so i had no idea and people had accused my church of being a cult Shit. and my my parents were like oh well, then you know that's not true that's such bullshit and like never really explaining why we're we were not a cult or digging into education at all it's just like oh no that's not like we have the truth <laughs> That's a something flag. a cult will say. Like, yes, <laughs> that is. That is. Ugh. Red flag. And so <laughs> I I mean, to even question that was so, so scary. And the reason for this was it was a sin to doubt. And right. doubts were from mm. Satan. They were attacks from Satan. Yep. So you had to be careful. Again, that the thought control there going on. And Let me see where that one falls under. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, adopting the group's map of reality as reality. Yeah. Instilling black and white thinking. Deciding between good versus evil and organizing people into us versus them. Mm. Um, yeah. So, oh, rejectional, rejection of rational analysis, critical thinking. Mm. Yep. Thou shall not doubt. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and so like for me i was i was so scared of really god punishing me because in the bible people were harmed for you know breaking the commands people were also harmed because they were being tested so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't Literally. either way yep so mm-hmm. and like the story of job like oh mm. man oh fuck <sighs> Like that that story, especially in my ten years, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like what? <laughs> yep. God basically, you know, at the end, from the way that I was told it, it was like, hey, Job, you're a piece of shit. I created the universe. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> oop, my. Did you create yeah. a universe? Remember that? Well, that's right. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Look at moi. Oh, right. <laughs> Praise me. <laughs> we stand. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, On your knees, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you first, bitch. That's pretty much it, right? Like God and- being a narcissist. And all he wants is praise. So mm-hmm. so how did they explain that story? when you were in the cult like how did they twist that to be like "Mm." yeah 
So, really, what they used it for was, which I hate so much, mm. I feel like it's used a lot to shame people who leave. Like, oh, look what Joe went through. And in a sense, it's used really, it's called comparative suffering mm. in a way. And, oh, look at them. They had it worse than you, so mm. you shouldn't leave. And, you know, comparative suffering in no matter what context is not healthy because it, it stops us from validating our own emotions and exploring them. And it shames them. And we actually yeah. don't, it, it stops us from dealing with that. And so... And but you know they don't care about your mental health. It's about conforming. So shame really works to control people, and that was that's yep. the purpose of it. So yeah, exactly how they how they explained that was you know God's all knowing. You can't question Him. Look what Job. Look what Job went through. And as I got older, and even when you know when I publicly left Christianity at Bob Jones, and I and I was still going to class there, not uh, almost like but right before I got kicked out, and I like oh, going God. to class and meeting with friends. <laughs> A friend, they, they ate a meal with me and they were like, look what Job went through. And he's, you know, he still believed. And I was like, yeah, at that time I didn't have, I still had those extreme people pleasing tendencies where I didn't speak out against that. I just mm -hmm. brushed it off. And, and this person's like, look, like, you know, God gave Job everything back, but so much more. And I'm like, looking, looking back, I'm like, he kills your original family and right. he gives you a new one. Like the first one didn't matter at all. Like people are so replaceable. Who cares? Who cares about my like, other Like who children? are these fucking strangers? I like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know. Like thinking <laughs> like what? <laughs> I thought he was all powerful. He can't fucking raise he raise the dead or bring him back. Like, holy shit. Okay, now that's the same type of behavior I see in TikTok when people comment, "How could you make fun of Jesus after all He's done for you? He died for your sins, and therefore you have to repent." Mm. That is manipulation, you know, yeah. manipulative. Fuck! Yep. I didn't ask him to do that. Did you? No. No. Okay then. <laughs> and like, the thing I is, I wasn't. Guy. I wasn't even fucking alive when he supposedly existed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he creates I didn't have me, a say in this. Like, and he's like, he creates me. He's like, "Yep, uh, you're definitely going to hell, but here we are. Let's create you in the right. room. Like oh, this works." Yeah. So, That's the other thing, right? God is, if He is all knowing, He creates us knowing that we're going to go to hell. Yes, we're going to be an atheist, you know. <laughs> Yeah, instead of forgiving, instead of erasing he, the concept of sin, he knew oh, about this show, y'all. Let's crucify my son. He knew. He's like, uh, like right? No, let's impregnate this fourteen-year-old girl. Satan created us. Okay? <laughs> created the show. So <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. So there was so much. Oh of that God. fear, shame, and guilt. Mm -hmm. And I remember growing up, my parents saying, oh, yeah, if you don't obey your parents, you're not going to live long mm. on the earth. God's going to shorten your life. So you better, <laughs> you know, trust and obey us. And, uh, and my parents told me, authority is always right, even when they're wrong. Ooh, ooh, that's dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So no. this just blind obedience that was demanded to authority and like 
and you know we were told like god put us in our lives we are representing god you're disobeying us you're disobeying god mm-hmm. yep. and so and you know constantly told growing up oh yeah you you deserve to burn hell for eternity like be grateful for what you have so very really a lot of like verbal and emotional abuse using mm-hmm. religion growing right. up and it was okay it was okay because I like to say there's there's no hate like Christian love. Yep. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> Ooh, oh, no. Check out this beautiful, oh. beautiful graphic. We all know Christ is a messy bottom. He is on the bottom. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> this graph is wrong. Comfort, <laughs> teach, nurture. Provide for... But what does Christ do? Absolutely nothing, because he's a piece of shit. And a lazy <laughs> motherfucker. That's what he do. That's what he do, man. Loves parents. Okay. Ugh. Here's the funny thing. Ugh. You have all these umbrellas. It's not even raining. Because mm. <laughs> like, he, he it... promised the world that he would not flood the world. Or promised us he wouldn't flood the world. So, no rain. Duh. God. <laughs> Get with the program, Beth. Ugh. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> sorry about mal uh anyway uh you bitch okay so you are a religious recovery coach correct yes that is correct can you expand on that what is that exactly yeah so right now i am working more on expanding my business but right now for me what that has looked like I've honestly like I, I I meet with a lot of other survivors for free <laughs> because oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> right now mm-hmm. just for support and yeah. it's something that you know I do you know want to start making money with mm-hmm. um, to help support me and also the work and activism that I do but I you know I do meet with different survivors right now not not all the time cuz you know i have to set boundaries cuz i have my own life but right. when people when people are in need i do meet with them great and work. right now this is model but great work <laughs> yes. yeah <laughs> so um so i i sit basically for me right now i realize people need to be seen heard and understood so at this point i'm like yeah. right now i'm like i'm not going to worry about giving them do this this or this no mm-hmm. They just need a space to be seen, heard, yes. understood, and validated. So, and I think there is a time and a place where a person is in their journey where they need the guidance of what to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the beginning, they need that space to just get all that shit out. Yes. Totally. And to have someone say, this is real. That yes. what you're going through is real it is a thing it is legitimate it is so harmful and so toxic so in the in religion recovery coaching for now that's kind of what i have been doing it's just really meeting with survivors and trying to give them that space that they can really never get anywhere else and as i continue to develop my business i'm I'm hoping to because I never want to get to the, I don't want to bring the fundamentalism into other areas of my life. Like I never want to get to the point where I'm like, this is exactly, this is the only way mm-hmm. you right. can work through religion recovery. So I'm hoping to work on, work on an, an open-minded approach 
because I want to I want to coach from people from all walks of life, from people who are dealing you know with religion recovery and still want to be a Christian, others who don't, or maybe others who are looking for spirituality, or mm-hmm. maybe for someone who's reconstructing. I want to try not to be biased in that and help people in that journey okay. as they're recovering from. So right now I'm kind of working on developing what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And even knowing if I have the mental health capacity to work with a Christian, right? Mm. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know something I'm like, do I, can I, should I wait? <laughs> <laughs> and again, like I know, I know not all Christians are the same. Like I want to just do a shout out to like progressive Christianity. Like the progressive Christians have been so incredible online. Oh my gosh. Mm. And and for me, like, you know, for my own podcast that I created called Speaking Out with Andrew Pledger, which I would love to have y'all on sometime. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Out there. Are you sure? So, <laughs> you sure, though? You might I'm get demonetized. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you already demonetized uh, Skeptic Haven. Um, oh, yeah. oh, God damn it. So, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. like, if you Google our episode, it doesn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, They're banned. We love you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh my god. We were there yeah. for sure though. I can find the link, but I have to really mm-hmm. look for it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, god. We're terrible. <laughs> but that's awesome, man, that you're doing that. Um yes. I'm assuming also it it's also some I'm sorry, it's kind of like therapy for yourself as well, right? Mm. Yes, yes, most definitely. Like for me. Um, the struggle with me and my healing journey is that I love reading and mm-hmm. I love theory. And the thing is, yes, I, to me, reading about trauma and, you know, all these religion recovery, cult recovery and all these different subjects, it's been healing, but you have to do more than read books. You have to put it into practice. <laughs> right. right. Are you taking uh, trainings yourself? Are you cert- certified in I don't know something counseling or yeah for the first the the first certification i am a certified life coach okay cool right now i am looking into other certifications i feel like you know i always want to be improving so right now i have a couple of other programs i want to do but i don't have time to yet because i'm finishing college which I don't know if I had said that earlier. I transferred schools and I'm graduating in May of 2023. So, Hell yes. Fuck BJU. You couldn't degree. stop me, you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> What's your degree in? Yeah. So when I transferred, I became a general studies psychology major. Very nice. Awesome. Thank Happy you. for you, man. Yes. Oh, thanks. Fuck we always yeah. want to give a shout out to our friends that are recovering from religion. Um, so they have a hotline. If you you know want to check it out, one eight four I doubt it. That is actually the phone number, one eight four I doubt it. And recovering from religion, um, they have trained volunteers that you can call and you can you know chat with somebody about your doubts, leaving your faith. Uh, they're not therapists though, uh, so. There's that. But they do have the secular therapy project. They Uh, they have that. Yeah. So one is the, I want it for a doubt it hotline. The other one is the secular therapy project. And it's a registry of secular therapists. 
So that's like the professional relationship side of it. Yes. Uh, fantastic organization. Big shout out to Dr. Daryl Ray and our friend Gail Jordan. And I'm sure we're going to see them in Phoenix. when uh, we... Are you going to go to Phoenix, the Atheist Convention, Andrew? Um, I am not. Like right now, like yeah. traveling. Like, Somebody's getting you? educated, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> well, since we're talking about it, we have the American Atheist Convention. Yes. Go ahead, Mel. April 69, 6 through the 9th. <laughs> phoenix arizona we will be there we will have a table hopefully um where you can hug me <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh see? no see call back <laughs> call back uh, but yeah we will be there uh we're flying well at least i'm flying in wednesday and leaving monday but uh, i'm leaving yeah. sunday but yeah i'll be there wednesday night what a loser. if anybody's going to aa con on April 6th to the 9th, the weekend of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> the erection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come say hi. We're going to have an exhibitor table for the podcast. We'll be giving away stickers. That uh, might show a tit. Which you can we'll use say. as pasties. Uh, pasties. Yeah. Oh God, I want pasties. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we will be there. So hopefully you guys will too. So we can all get dinner um, yeah. so one final question for you andrew uh what is your advice for people newly deconstructing mm, wow i would say for people newly deconstructing that you know it it is scary and it's okay to question and i think the first thing i would say is be careful who you tell or mm. if you tell anyone mm -hmm because you might not be in a safe position mm -hmm. depending on your situation so be careful um you know who you tell and what you say and so and if you know for people you know of faith who are so scared of their faith being destroyed you know if it's actually true it should stand up to scrutiny mm. yeah and if it doesn't then either you know because there are people who they they are christians and they they embrace science mm -hmm. they completely readjust their entire worldview to make it fit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really difficult Ugh. but um but if that's what people want to do that's fine but i think for people deconstructing what is going to be best for your safety what is mm -hmm. going to be best for your mental health period mm -hmm. and i think for people deconstructing also if you can learn to connect with people outside of your little bubble i think that's why i really i think i am still alive today was i was able to connect with people outside of that and finally escape that environment so i highly recommend getting to know people outside of that environment yes we awesome. are glad that you're still here with us uh, yeah. we fucking love you uh, yeah. you're awesome and oh, I see that you have a podcast, Speaking Out with Andrew Pledger. Um, how long have you been doing your podcast? Yeah, I have been doing it since April of last year. And sorry, Anchor is, I don't think it's up to date because I don't distribute oh. through them anymore. I'm just going to let people know that. I well, don't do good it Oh, God. God. <laughs> see? You see this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Professional. 
Uh, what do you do? What do you use? Podcast? Uh, I, 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 I use Acast, a- I, I and it, it distributes oh. it to like a oh, bunch okay. of different platforms. Hell That's yeah. my distributor. Well, um, this one is, uh, I think this one is um, more updated with the episodes, the Apple podcast. Oh, yeah, that one is, up, yeah, that is okay. updated. So this one came yes. out on February 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's updated and perfect. Awesome. Yeah, so I, yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I started this show because I think I realized how important it was for survivors to have that space to speak up and to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And so mm, don't look at those. Oh, no, sorry. No, oh my God. Not. Well, I saw the reviews and they're <laughs> all sorry. good. Not all of them, but uh, well, you should see ours. Those people can suck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm curious to see what no. ours. Uh oh, here we go. Self-deprecation. We should have Buffa Muppet, my my puppet, read the reviews oh on my our podcast. God. Yeah, we'll do like a little skit or something. Oh my god, that'd be terrible. Do yeah, that's fantastic, man. And you know what? Nobody is. I mean, not everybody is going to like what we do, and that's yeah. totally okay. But you're mm-hmm. you're doing important work oh, here, yes, and it's speaking up. So thank yeah. you for doing that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh yes. Oh, I mean, thank y'all for giving me this platform to come on here and yeah. even though it was a bit it was a bit risky but i can't <laughs> you know the risk you mean risk my, okay? my oh. reputation is might be destroyed after this but it's, oh. you, know, it's, you know what that is everybody case uh you're not alone here in this fight there's a community from there's a whole community i was heard by bath and mail.com it's a whole forum you know there's discussions taking place there's, uh, there's conventions after us, you know, like, <laughs> therapy groups, you know. Oh my god, can you imagine? I'm sorry, that was just funny. Recovering from bathamel.org. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, we're all right. We're fine. We're oh, fine. So, no, I love it. So I have this, this website right here, which will be in the description. Is this where people can find you? Yeah, yeah, and like my social media links are on there too. If people want to connect with me on social media, awesome. Yes. It'll be in the description of this episode. AndrewPleasure.mypixieset.com. M Y P I X I E S E T dot com. Look at you knowing how to spell and read. Thank you so much. I also saw you recently on an episode of Skeptic Haven with I was yeah. Are you yeah, like an Jimmy... ongoing? Per... Sorry, Ooh. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's all good. I I got to help interview Jimmy Snow. Yeah, I saw oh, that. <laughs> I was so watching a part of that episode the other day. Jimmy Snow, <laughs> if you're watching for whatever reason, uh, if you hate yourself, come on the show. He hates himself. Yeah. Well, come. We're himself. perfect. We're perfect for you. He said it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, was that was. Uh, it was really. It was a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. it was. I was kind of shy in the beginning because. I was like, I was like, because I didn't know who he was until that day. I was asked to be on the show, and like once I looked at all his stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is actually very nerve wracking. Like this is a public <laughs> figure. I don't know if like uh. I didn't know who he was until like Matt Delahunty left uh, oh, the ACA, okay. and I'm like, who the mm-hmm. fuck is this guy? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he's really so, fun. I he think is, he would yeah. be, he would fit right in here at the Burning Eden podcast. He, he would. Yeah. Yes, I can. Yeah, he. <laughs> Well, when I saw you doing that interview, I felt, oh, you know what? Andrew is going to be just fine with <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had so much fun. We were so inappropriate on that 
episode and I loved it. Yes. And, yeah, I'm it was here um, for that. It was a temporary thing because um, someone was out that night. So Stacy gotcha. had to find someone that day. And she was like, oh, Andrew, she's like, she's like, help me. Can you come on Skeptic Cave In and help me co-host with Jimmy Snow? She should have called me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have Stacy coming up uh, in, in a few more episodes. But yeah, she's, she's fucking Ooh. awesome. Yes. Yes. I love Stacy so much. And like, I hope she hears this because like we've, that's been the great thing too about the, like the deconstruction slash cult survivor community is just connecting with other survivors and right. like yep. having people who get you, who understand it. And you immediately like, you don't have to like really explain anything to just know. Right. And so Stacy's been one of those people. And um, she was recently on my podcast also. <laughs> Oh, he gets us. Stop. No. Uh uh. Shove that up your ass. Oh please, my Joan. God. $20 million, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Like, God. <laughs> we got to rebrand Jesus. Ooh. Like, because hey, guys. Goddamn mind. People this are fucking dead, leaving. <laughs> this dead guy gets us <laughs> like he gets right. dead dude gets you. like listen i want a god that can hold like m&ms in his palm okay like <laughs> no fuck you bitch god damn it i hate this timeline we're in it's so frustrating but yeah thanks man you 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 do fantastic work uh and i met you on on tiktok and mm. then i follow the rabbit hole and <laughs> fantastic good job oh, uh so and much. hopefully yeah you you can be on more platforms to yes. spread your message and bring a community together and you're doing that oh. very very good so if you're not banned if you're not banned after <laughs> we record this uh <laughs> oh my you won't have any platform anymore psych so <laughs> <laughs> took away all the platforms Oh, God. Well, thank you for being here yes. today. Uh, we wanted to remind our listeners and our viewers that we do have a merch store. If you know, you know. Uh, we have some <laughs> some cool stuff. Go check I, it out. I think he would appreciate. Show him. Oh, then I have yeah, to Yeah, please share. Oh, here we go. I might go. spend all my money tonight. Let's see. He oh, would, here yes. we go. So this is Mel fucking Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you. <laughs> Oh, uh, I am part of this drawing as well. I'm in, in the, the back. back. I am. I have You're priorities. Just, he's a creep in the corner watching. No, and I have a gas can, and, and I, I am have Twizzlers. <gasps> yeah. So yep. it says Mel three sixteen right here. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he's wearing a, a gas ball. <laughs> Tattooed on my why does he somewhere. wear why does he wear a cross <laughs> it's upside down so it's fine <laughs> spoiler i don't this know this is so good i fucking love it <laughs> one of my tiktok um friends made this for me like randomly and it was so good have, so, yeah. have you thought about trying ai art like typing in a description <laughs> of this and seeing what artificial intelligence I comes up with tried <laughs> I tried, but no, they're like, really. we can't find anything. I might, I might have to do like a different, like, <laughs> different app. But yeah, trust me, I tried. I tried. He's like, I beat you. <laughs> so there's uh, that. If you want to buy it as a shirt, as a poster, oh I have God. it as a poster already. Like it's yeah, like, me in Greenville, South Carolina, wearing this. 
Oh no! Oh god. Um, also, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, smash the like button, and hit the notifications bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Episodes come out on Mondays as always, and they're still available as audio only. Yeah. If you go to anchor.fm slash six... Anchor.fm slash burning Eden 666. That is where we distribute our podcast, and you can follow links to other platforms uh if you like spotify we got it on spotify if you we like do. apple podcast well there it is too we're everywhere that's right can't get rid of us even though you banned me 10 times on tiktok but it's fine i've come back i come back I mean, four you, times you, you, just, you just hit a thousand followers right yes no? like yeah i'm a thousand so listen okay wait 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 this Uh-oh. mother okay Listen, I hit a thousand. Somebody unfollowed me. No way. Uh, I can go cunt. live. Uh, and then, like, I, I finally got, like, I have like a thousand and four now. But it's like, <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> Are you for real? I, I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> anyway, but yes. What um, a cunt. <laughs> uh, if you are on Spotify, you're actually able to leave us a voice mm, message. Spicy. Which Please. nobody fucking does, and I don't understand. We've only had like historically like three, four at the three most. Four, yeah, we enjoyed uh, those, but yeah, but come on, say, send we, us a the, message. So the messages are like the foreskins, you know, yeah. you collect them in a bag and just yeah, oh, they're messages, you know. Come on, yeah. <laughs> and give us five stars, no less. You know why? Uh, follow us on the Twitters at BaffaMel666. Mine is at MeltryFitty, and his is at BaffaMetal666. And of course, uh, we want to thank our supporters on the OG Anchor. Thank you so much, Robin and William. We appreciate you so much for your support. Jesus. And, as, and as we mentioned be- at the beginning of the episode, we do have a Patreon. If you would like to become a patron. Thank you, Ron, Evelyn, and our friend, Chico. Chico. Did he change his name again for you to read? No, the last time he did it was for Aaron. He hasn't <laughs> updated it yet. But, uh, but yes. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. it. Don't, don't forget the convention, the AACON, yeah. Phoenix, Arizona, which it's Arizona. So, uh, I'm a little worried, a little worried. Um, yeah, April 6th to the 9th, we will be there. Fuck yeah. Tits and all. <laughs> same uh, <laughs> um andrew you are awesome yes. uh thank, thank you, you for so being with so us for an hour hopefully we can meet in person at some point uh hopefully yes. oh yeah eventually run never far know. away from us <laughs> he's like still running like <laughs> all right well thank all you right. for being here and we're very sorry that you chose bath and mouth <laughs> Till next time, this that is what the Lord wants. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>